Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. You probably saw in recent weeks the former TV celebrity economist uh, Javier Mille won the Argentinian presidential election. You know, Donald Trump obviously has been the 45th president of the US. You have Boris Johnson, previously British Prime Minister. And I was reading some of the comments on X or Twitter in recent days from MMA fighter Conor McGregor. Caused a bit of a stir online talking about himself potentially running uh, for president of Ireland. It'll never happen. He'll never get the nominations. But are we likely to have a Trump-type presidential candidate here in Ireland in the future. 087-1400-106 is the, the WhatsApp number. Law lecturer at NUI Galway, Larry Donnelly, is with me on the line. Larry, is there the potential for the Trump-type president here in Ireland down the line? I, I never say never, but uh, my sense is probably not. I, I have to say, I mean, I give the, the Irish electorate uh, a lot of credit, I think, you know, for a long time, they've demonstrated themselves uh, to be quite discerning, I think, in many fronts. And that's even uh, as uh, global politics is in a state of upheaval and things have gone a little bit uh, awry in the wake of, I suppose, the forces of globalization and technology and the displacing effects uh, that they have had in many respects, uh, things ha- have pretty much held here now. There is no doubt that certainly uh, as of late things, uh, you know, the, uh, on the issue of immigration, for instance, on the issue of law and order, um, you know, I suppose the, the events uh, on, uh, you know, uh, recent events in Dublin, uh, you know, could be the catalyst for some slight push to the right uh, on some of those issues. Uh, but whether that is going to lead to, you know, for instance, Conor McGregor taking uh, hold, I note in the Sunday Independent, there was a poll over the weekend uh, and just simply asked, you know, would you vote for Conor McGregor? Ninety uh, percent of the people said no. And I suspect most of them said uh, emphatically no, uh, whereas eight percent said that they would. Now, uh, I think that's pretty damning. But others have said that, look, eight percent is uh, a reasonable place to start. So don't count him out. Yeah, but, but but what what would count him out, Larry? Let's be honest. Is that you know under the the constitution to run, to even be able to run for president of the country, you might be an Irish citizen and you might be able to tick the box that you're thirty five or over uh, to look for the nomination. But you're going to need twenty Arachthus members to give you that nod, or four local authorities, four county councils from around the country. Should never yeah, happen. I- yeah, no, I, I don't see that as at all plausible. And again, uh, I think a lot of his tweets are more about uh, brand Conor McGregor and getting his name out there and doing the things that uh, he loves doing. He obviously has uh, a dedicated, you know, a fan base who eat this stuff up. Obviously, the timing in the wake of what uh, the horrible events in, in Dublin, uh, he sees a gap in the market there, a way to push himself forward. Uh, but obviously, there are constraints. Now, uh, he wouldn't face such constraints if, for instance, uh, he were to run uh, in a general election, uh, you know, in certain constituencies. Could he build enough uh, to get elected, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's an open question. My sense again is no, but 
uh, you know, look, in this era of topsy-turvy politics, it's very hard to rule anything in or out definitively. Well, aside from the poll that you just mentioned for the, the Sunday Independent, the Ireland Thinks poll that indicated what, did you say, um, the proportion of people who said they absolutely wouldn't support or vote um, for the likes of, of, of Conor McGregor. But in your eyes, what is a Trump-type candidate? Who is a Trump? Or like, you know, is there such thing as a the Trump-type? We've had celebrity candidates previously uh, in Ireland who've, who've ran in, in, in the presidential race. But do you think there is space? Is there a void for that, that type of face? I think in the, in this country, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I, I think that, uh, you know, most people here are revolted by not just Donald Trump, but by the mere mention uh, of the label far right. I think that they're instinctively repelled by that. The vast majority are. Now, what I do think could happen, I was writing about this in the journal over the weekend. What I do think could happen in the wake of the events again uh, in Dublin is that some of the public mood out there uh, on, in particular, the issue of immigration, which has been festering. Uh, one of the other key findings of that Sunday Independent poll was that almost half of Irish people who were asked say that they have views on immigration that they would not share publicly. So there is a rise in that sentiment. And again, what happened in Dublin could drive that further. So I do think that there is potentially uh, room in the market for uh, candidates, and I expect they will be there uh, in the locals, in the European election, and in the next general election, whatever that is called. Uh, I do expect that there are candidates who are going to move right uh, on the issues of immigration uh, and law and order. I do think that there is a market out there, but also I should say this, Andrea, most of the people that I'm talking about and thinking of in this context, they wouldn't be the sort of hardened racists or anything like that. Their concerns on immigration and law and order would be driven by different concerns, such as where where are these people going to live? We don't have the room. Things are getting out of hand in Dublin. We need to crack down. That's the kind of sentiment that's out there. And I don't think that those people, at least to date, uh, are hearing from an Irish political party who's meeting, uh, I suppose, some of the, the concerns that they definitely have. Okay. Paul Travaux, the owner of um, Travaux's restaurant, is, is with us, Larry, on the line too. Do you think, Paul, we're likely to have the uh, the Trump-type candidate? I must check to see if Larry follows me on Twitter. He's robbed all my lines there. We made it sound very professional and, and made sense. Are we going to have a Trump-like president? Well, don't forget what everybody said about Trump when he initially ran. No chance. This is a joke. He's only doing it for brand Trump. I personally think that's what McGregor is doing, which is, in my opinion, as I tweeted earlier on, a genius move by brand McGregor. We're all talking about it. It's only a matter of time that everyone in the US is going to talk about it. The chat shows will talk about it. They'll have him on. They'll interview him from his bar. They'll have his bottle of whiskey or maybe a pint of beer beside it. And 100 million people plus globally will see brand McGregor. It's, it's, it's it's a great move. Will he run for it? Who knows? But don't forget, the sentiment no. with the Irish people right now is very, very simple. So A, you turn around, we're being dismissed left, right and centre about everything by our current politicians, maybe some branches of the media. And they turn around and say, don't be silly. There's no way a fool like Conor McGregor is going to run. We're going to run quality candidates like who? Like, well, maybe Jerry Adams and Bertie O'Hearn. So 
let people think about that for a second. So you think it's, a, it's, it's a, you know, like, I'm, it's not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not really talking about Conor McGregor and whether or not he's going to run um, for presidential election, but, but it is the sort of the brand opportunity that there is in even, sure, you know, in even talking about this today, you think that's what's, exactly. it's a marketing. Uh, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, McDonald's are all having crisis meetings right now, turning around saying, why didn't we think of this, guys? Everybody is talking about McGregor for free. Why didn't we think about this? It's a huge marketing thing. And if he goes for it, who knows? God only knows. It's only in his head. But don't forget as well where a certain Peter Casey ran and everybody ridiculed and laughed at him. And he was polling zero when he got his nomination. And he ended up coming second. So, I mean, we can't flippantly write people off just for the sake of we think he's X, Y, or Z. Mm. So, I mean, are we going to get a a Trump-style president? Who knows? Obviously, the nomination... uh, procedure here is very much in favour of running political candidates, which again is something that's going to frustrate a lot of people well, in Ireland. Peter Casey ran Sean Gallagher from Dragon's Den, you know, a number of years back yeah, too. Yeah, so so we, 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 we've had, we've had, you know, celebrities, if, you know, there are celebrities, I suppose, aren't they? You know, businessmen, as you say, too, um, well-known faces put their, their hat in the ring um, to run in the presidential race. But, but I wonder, is there that sort of La- I, I think, you know, not. I don't mean yeah, I think, larger in the physical sense, but you know the sort of the Trump type voice. Really, I I think the reason is is because everything is cyclical. So right now, whether the government want to agree with it or not, but when you have so many things coming out over a certain period of time, um, and and then you have a tarnisher coming out saying, "I don't care about legislation. We're doing this anyway." It's it's all these things that are building up to a real frustration of the Irish public right now at the moment. We're being lectured to. And I don't know anybody who's listening, but I, I never remember voting for someone to turn them into a dictator. I, I don't remember, you know, when somebody came in and promised me X, Y, Z, if we gave them our vote, all of a sudden they'd be telling us what to do. So the sentiment and the frustration and the labelling of genuine, hardworking, decent people who get up in the morning, go to work, mind their family, being labelled far right and all this. There's a huge anti-government right now sentiment. And, and never forget that in the ballot box, Nobody is watching. Well, not yet, anyway. Mm. But nobody is watching. So people can turn around and say, oh, there's no way I'll vote for McGregor. There's no way I'll vote, whatever, as an example. Joe Bloggs, whatever, into, whoever yeah, it is, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Once, once you get into a ballot box, it's you and you alone who tick that box. And I think that's one thing that the government are really forgetting about when they come out and say, you know, what's the alternative? There's no alternative to us. Well, there actually is. It's just not to give you a single vote. So I, I think, you know, do we get a Trump, a Trump style? Everything is cyclical. We might just want somebody different just for the sake of wanting okay. somebody different. And that's the danger. Uh, uh, Fine Gael MEP Sean Kelly is, is with us on the line too. Like, I mean, it's only in recent weeks um, I mentioned Javier Mille in, in Argentina and, you know, his success there, Sean. Like, you know, there's the, there is the potential for that sort of Trump type um, extreme candidate to win out. That is, without a doubt. And we also saw what happened in the Dutch elections. We can see what's happening in Germany with the rise of the far right and so forth. So I think it's almost inevitable that there will be some candidate of uh, that ilk going forward. And itself, it's not a bad thing because it gives an opportunity to articulate uh, those points of view and let people judge them. And of course, we have seen in uh, elections in Ireland in relation to the presidency that they take on a life of their own. And I suppose in some respects, Conor McGregor would fit that bill because they have been at least verbally very pugilistic. And uh, he certainly has 
ahead in him in terms of being able to promote his brand. He hasn't fought for two and a half years, and yet he's a center of the media all the time. So you wouldn't want to underestimate the support he might get, but at the same time, I could never see him being elected. Having said that, though... It's just the nominations, Sean. Whatever about, about being elected... Like, ha- look, sure, you know better than be anybody. That's the difficulty. And that's, no, I'm sorry, no, and that, it's not that that's a difficulty. That that is actually you can't, you can't even contest if you don't get the nod in the first instance. That's correct. But sometimes we've seen in the past where uh, different councils, etc., or individuals would say, "I'm not uh, in favour of this person uh, being the president," but I think uh, I would map their papers so that they can have the right to go forward. That could happen, and uh, that certainly I wouldn't write it out. But at the same time, it would be difficult, I think, as you said, to get the nomination. And then, of course, would he have uh, enough votes to be elected? I don't think so. But at the same time, you you have to watch what's happening in the other countries and not be complacent here in Ireland. And certainly that issue of migration, uh, which was referred to, that's an issue under the software that people, while they are welcoming refugees and want to deal with issues properly, many people have a feeling that maybe they're being overwhelmed. And I think that's something that would be exploited, certainly, by a candidate from the far right. Do, do you think, is, is, is migration, um, and, or sorry, immigration, Larry Donnelly, like it, is that really going to be the key issue for the next elections. And, and we're going to see it fairly soon because we've the locals only around the corner. We've the first oh. di- directly elected mayor too in, in Limerick coming up. Like, is that the issue? Uh, I, I don't think it's the issue. What I what I would say is that, again, I, I keep harkening back to the, the recent events in Dublin. Uh, I think that that day has probably put immigration into the mix with the key uh, other key issues such as, obviously, housing, cost of living, health. Uh, I think for some people, immigration will be an issue. Uh, And again, as I was writing, I think that there is a cohort uh, of people who are comfortable, people for whom the cost of living crisis is more irritating than crippling, people who uh, have private health insurance, uh, who own their own homes. Uh, I think for a lot of those people, uh, immigration is something that is starting to rankle them. And in particular, you know, they look at the city of Dublin, they say, we can't walk around uh, but for fear, so law and order is going to be there. They look at, they, they read stories about uh, people coming from other parts of the world and having to sleep in tents and say, what's going on here? And again, uh, I think for most of these people, they don't say these things out of malice. They say mm. them out of genuine concern. Indeed, for an awful lot of them, they would have emigrated to different parts of the world early at earlier stages in their life and have come back. That demographic, whether you want to call it Middle Island or or maybe even Golf Club Island, that demographic and how they perceive immigration uh, and how they vote uh, is going to be fascinating. And, and then the other element here is Sinn Féin. And within we're seeing discord within elements of what should be Sinn Féin's base, primarily because uh, Sinn Féin, to its credit, uh, has quite an open, liberal-minded uh, immigration policy. That does not sit well with an awful lot of people who they will need to have on side if they are going to have uh, a big general election, which everyone thinks they will. Okay. Uh, Morris is, is with us on the line. Morris, you've been listening. To, you know, yeah. is Sean Kelly right? We, we can't ignore what's happening in, in other countries and, and, you know, not even just in uh, in European countries. 
Yeah, well, our chaos comes chaos, and I think one of the things we overlooked was um, the president of Ukraine is a former comedian who'd done the circuits in Europe, and he played a gig in Dublin, and he ran for president, and he's president of Ukraine. So our madness comes more madness, but I think, like I was in Vegas in 15 when McGregor won his first title, proudest day of my life over there, and uh, it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger, but, you know, if he loses the people, he'll lose everything. And I think he's just jumping in where he feels as if he could make um, himself more publicity. He's looking at coming back into the UFC after his injury. And he's just got bigger and bigger. For a guy that started out in Dublin on €88 a week on the dole, and now he's a multi-millionaire. So there's something going on. But my granny's old saying comes to mind, Andrea. And she said, you can put a pig in the soup, but you can't stop him grunting. Right, I heard. Uh, well, Paul uh, Travaux's point around you know the you know it's brand building and brand publicity and 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 all of that and yeah, you'd have to understand that or think that's really what he's what he's at the publicity of it all and, and the photographs. This texture says, I really hope we don't go down the celebrity route. We've such wonderful and and we've had such wonderful and impressive presidents, a real marker for our country. I think it'd be such a shame if we ever let ourselves down the line. Uh, just very simply follow the fame train. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one. That's the number if you want to get in touch with us. Sean Kelly, Morris, Paul Travaux and uh, law lecturer at NUI Galway, Larry Donnelly. Thanks a million for joining us on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.